Podcast? I don't need a podcast. I need pictures of Spider-Man. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spider Crimes Podcast, where today we'll be talking all about Captain America Civil War. If you haven't seen the film, I suggest you stop listening, as we'll probably spoil it for you. If you have and you like our discussion, I encourage you to find us on iTunes, Twitter, and Facebook for more Spider Crimes. Hit it. Spider Crimes, Spider Crimes, reading comic books all the time. Are they good? You decide. When you listen to Spider Crimes, hey there, where? These are the Spider Crimes. We're also, back, it's baby. Been a, it's been a month. Have you not seen this movie? It's made a billion dollars or whatever. <laughs> Seriously, dude. It made all the money. Right. Anyway, as always, I'm your host, Corey, and with me are my trusty companions, Dan. Hi. And Matt. Back in the States, baby. Yeah, our first Spider yeah, Crimes with you whoa, in America, right? In a while. We were supposed to do it when he came back, but we were all super busy. Yeah, because I came back during finals week, and I was like, hey, guys, let's hang out. And everyone and was like, like, no, we have finals. That was actually, like, in three years of college, that was my worst final. <laughs> it could not have been a worse time for you to come back. And then it was also, like, I was leaving on vacation, like, the next yeah, day after finals I did. It was just not a good time. You just had to go on a cruise, dude. I got so tan, dude. I'm still tan. It's <laughs> great. Nice. I gained 10 pounds. I won a drag contest. I won a limbo contest. I had a great time. Actually, I did not have that great of a time on a cruise. I was not a fan. Oh. But otherwise, I'm just not a cruise guy. Cruises are just kind of weird. I don't know. Sure, yeah, like I, I would imagine. I've never been on one, but I could yeah. see that. I'm not a beach guy. I don't really like water. Mm. I was all about the beaches, but I was not about being on the boat for, tw- for like a whole day and not being able to leave. And right. all the stuff gets boring after one day, and you're just like... Well, there's an unlimited alcohol pass, so all you can do is like drink or play mini golf. But mini golf only has nine holes. I played mini golf like seven times. <laughs> nice. I won every single time except for one game. And my brother got real in my face about it, like how he was winning. I'm like, oh my god, dude! It's like cruise mini golf. Chill out, <laughs> dude, dude. It is cruise mini golf. It is real. Yeah. So yeah. all right. So I want to ask how many times we each saw the movie. Matt, three, three. Matt saw it three times. Dan, once. <laughs> I saw it once, too. And I have a reason why I only saw it once. It kind of makes me... I love the movie. We'll get into this in detail. I think it's probably the most well-made Marvel movie. Definitely the most well-written Marvel movie. But it makes Mm -hmm. me feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, why does it make you feel like shit? It's like watching your parents argue, man. Uh (laughs) Like, like my favorite Marvel movie is Avengers. The first Avengers. And I love it because it's so... You told me this was your so favorite. Much, so much hope and optimistic. I said it was the best, but my favorite is Avengers. Uh, right after you got out of the theater, you told me Because it's like it hope favorite. and optimism and things like that. And then Civil War. It's just like... It's Cap and Iron Man fighting. Everybody fighting each other, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it sucks. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway. I mean, so it had Spider-Man in it, though, so it's like, it's I already know, a winner in my book. Yeah. Like, that's true. I'm like, I tell everyone, like, I'm biased, but it's my favorite Marvel movie. Like, <laughs> it's I the mean, best Spider-Man movie by far. It took, no, it it's took not. Him, <laughs> it took him six, it took, it took up six movies, and they finally got <laughs> Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Right. Yeah. And really hot Aunt May. Aunt May just gets younger and hotter, dude. <laughs> hey, we have different uh, forms. Okay, there's a... <laughs> I read that, uh, okay, so, like, on Tumblr, I saw this really great post. It was about uh, Mae Young getting younger and hotter. Like, just as, like, from, like, the the comics to the, the 90s cartoon series to Ultimate Spider-Man to um, 
the Spectacular Spider-Man series into the Ultimate Spider-Man TV series, and now this movie, she keeps getting younger and younger, and mm-hmm. they say every time Uncle Ben dies, she sucks more of his life force in each <laughs> incarnation, so that's why she keeps getting younger and hotter. That's, that's great. Funny. All right. Cool. All right, Let's... so Civil War was a Marvel comic series from the mid-2000s, and this is vastly different than that comic yeah. series. But it's, it is Civil it, War in its own right. So if I'm not about, mistaken, they didn't even give like Mark Millar credit. I don't blame them. I mean... It's the title. That's yeah, they take the title and like the basic Captain and Iron Man fighting. But like yeah. it, it's other than that. It's like pretty much completely They different. stole a few moments, maybe a couple panels, like when mm-hmm. they were fighting with the shield and things and like that. And then No You Move. Yeah. Which they but totally that actually who said it. Yeah, but it, well, I mean, he it says works. it to Spider-Man. It's actually in an issue of Spider-Man. Yeah, What's that up, was Dan? my favorite Civil War spinoff comic. Dan. I've never read Civil War. That's it's fine because right. we're not talking and about the comic. We're talking yeah, yeah, about but the I'm movie. just saying, like, I don't, if if there's stuff from the the comic, I I wouldn't know. Right. I've only played Marvel Ultimate Alliance too. That's Great game. That's like it's Civil War and Secret War kind of uh-huh. combined into one. Sorry, Spider Crime Criminals um, accessories. We, one of the things we were going to do during that finals week was do an episode about the Civil War comic, but we didn't have time. So whatever, doesn't matter. It's not Classic that big of a deal. Us. We'll do it. We'll do it next time. There's something. Let's just, let's just do it for next time. We'll. Yeah. Well, um, I work at the library now, so I, I could probably get a copy of Civil War, like just you know. Dude, nice. I well, I don't that. work awesome. there. I'm a volunteer, but you uh, know. Okay. Still, all right. Still. So let's talk about the story. What worked and what didn't? Because for my life, I can't think of many things that really didn't work. Even on a script level, I think this was, this was the tightest Marvel script yet. Mm-hmm. I had the feeling when I was watching this movie is there's these things that are kind of formulaic in the movie because like it's an action movie it's mm-hmm. 200, $250 million movie I think it costs it costs a, a, casually it costs like a lot of money I remember receiving the budget <laughs> I was like that was way more than I thought it cost um, but like I think I remember the first time in my head where I was like this is like eh, pretty cliche was uh, the king of Wakanda dying Chikala's dad I remember I was just like oh this is like the thing that like oh like motivates him but then it becomes like really impactful and really good like when it, like when it was happening I was like oh like they're gonna bomb the meeting because mm-hmm. like they gotta set up like the whole thing and then like when it happened I was like yeah this is okay the Black Panther shows up and I'm like oh my god this is so awesome and he's <laughs> explaining why he's so pissed off at Bucky and I'm like Wow, that was super awesome. Like everything I thought that was formulaic eventually like kind of came back around. It was like mm-hmm. super good. So <laughs> um, the only the only thing that I thought that was kind of odd was that um okay, so the whole world is really upset with the Scarlet Witch because she like accidentally made let that guy explode and it killed like a bunch of people. But like if she hadn't have done that, he would have exploded in that square and killed like all of those civilians and like captain america and like a couple other people like would that have been better well it's just also the idea that like that's kind of more like a straw that breaks the camel's back again i I I saw this movie in the beginning of the month so it's like you know been like four weeks or whatever and and in my mind it was kind of uh, um the after new york like oh they like we all could have died but then only some people died but we're gonna give them a pass and after sokovia Mm -hmm. the whole country gets lifted up like you know like that's kind of some shit you know and then like then like even though it was like 13 people i think think it was like 13 wakandans died and i think the the big thing i think they were trying to talk about was that like it caused an international crisis of the fact that like wakanda is a very secretive nation they're finally coming out to like yeah um 
be kind of in the international like kind of globalization. There's a there's a Clark Kent tweet actually the Clark the Clark Kent blog oh, he, he follow, where he's like, "Hey Lois, uh, the guys who made a movie about civil Captain America and Iron Man fighting also want you to think about globalization." <laughs> like, so like I think that's like another thing that brings it up is that like you know there's like there's like they're just tired of like people dying who like don't have to die because I think the vision makes kind of the best point of the movie. It says like. What his argument for registering or whatever with the uh, Sokovia Accords mm-hmm. was that we are fantastic, but kind of like superheroes, and like because we are above humans, like people want to challenge us, and yeah. so like because we exist, supervillains exist. That's something I've always kind of thought about with superhero movies. Is like every time you watch a superhero movie, like they exist, then a superhero suddenly or a supervillain suddenly exists as well. Yeah. So like without the superhero, would there be a supervillain? So I think that was like kind of the whole thing that brings yeah. it all together yeah I, like point. Um, I want to talk more about the villain later because I think this was the best Marvel villain since Loki finally a good Marvel villain I was, <laughs> and they didn't kill him off I know. right anyway I want to talk about one thing that I absolutely loved about the script was the, the movie opens on a scene from the past when we see Winter Soldier uh, killing somebody we don't see who he kills and then mm-hmm. out of their car he pulls this mystical blue gel that's mm-hmm. all we see and in our minds, and at least in my mind, as a viewer, I was like, oh, this is important because the blue stuff is going to be important later on in the movie. Then later on, when we're watching that tape from a different scene, because there was magically a movie camera in the middle of the woods. Right. But it's like, oh, my God, didn't see this coming. The people he killed actually matter. And it was kind of yeah. that thing where, like, we're showing you this, but really it mm-hmm. matters because of this. And I didn't see that right. coming at all. Me neither. I don't know how or why, but I did I, like, figured that was going to be Tony's parents. Really? Yeah, I, I just... I think it's because I figured that, like, Tony was going to kill – or that Bucky was going to kill Tony's parents. And I I, th- I just was like, oh, I, I thought it was going to show them at the beginning, but then it didn't show. I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't. And then it oh, – okay, it was. They sh- I, I do want to point out, though, they show that scene three times in the movie. They reveal yeah. a little bit more every time, but That's it's true. still shown three times. But it's – I mean, it didn't feel like – No, it, like, it's, it, it works. It's kind of weird that it works. It's like 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. I also love well, how Bucky Bucky admits it. Like when mm-hmm. he's in the end, he's in the plane with Steve. He's like, "Yeah, that was me, dude. Like I killed those people, no matter what." It was yeah. still me that did it. And we saw in the credits, like he's taking responsibility for it. He's yep. putting himself on ice. Mm-hmm. Which begs the question: Is the Black Panther movie just going to be like another Avengers movie? I don't know. There's uh, a rumor though that no, it's probably not. But there is a rumor that Bucky's going to be in it. Oh, that'd be dope. Well, I, me, and uh, so I saw this with a doll on the couch, and me and him were talking about Black Panther pretty much the entire time we were walking back. He absolutely loved this movie, by the way. He, he like, you know how he like talks about like Zootopia all the time. He said he found a movie that passed Zootopia. Um, people who are listening don't know a doll on the couch like has seen I think five total movies in his life, and one of them is Zootopia, and one of them is Les Mis. And like, every, and, and like one of them is big, South Park, Big Laura, and Cut. So it's like he's seen like four movies, and every time he sees a new one, it's like his new favorite movie. So, um, that's cute. but he hated Donna Justice. So like that's the one movie he said he didn't like. But um, we were talking about Black Panther and how like we what we think was going to happen is that they're going to make a movie, and like we kind of already got the Black Panther origin story in this movie. Mm-hmm. So I think Black Panther is going to be about him being king and just kind of like uh, we think like they're not going to do a big like oh like blow up Wakanda movie it's be more like they're like maybe there's like an outside force invading Wakanda and he has as as a king and as a superhero has to kind of like the duality of like do I like how do I do it diplomatically and how do I do it as a superhero that's what we think like the right. kind of basic gist of like a plot basically if we were making a Black Panther movie that's what we would do in this universe on that note we can probably move on to 
to characters because there's yeah. a lot to talk about. Black mm-hmm. Panther is one of a few characters that totally stole the show. Oh, my God. Everything Every about Black he... Panther was awesome. And if I wasn't already excited for the Black Panther movie because of Ryan Coogler and, like, the other casting that we know of, mm-hmm. now I'm totally amped for it. Yeah. I'm going to offer not a disagreeing opinion, but just a not quite as excited one. Everyone's talking about how great Black Panther is, and I thought he was really awesome. But I don't know. He just, like... I mean, it's honestly, to be 100% honest, it's probably because Spider-Man was also there. Like, if, if Spider-Man wasn't there, I'd probably, like, be freaking out over Black Panther. But right. I was just kind of like, yeah, he's cool. Like, I'm excited. I, I am definitely more excited for his movie now than I was before. And also because apparently they're padding the cast with, like, all these awesome black actors. That's, Michael that's, B. Jordan. Yeah. Michael baby. B. Jordan. He's bringing you now, baby. They're bringing, they're bringing all the human torches over one actor at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Look at maybe, that guy from Roger Corman one now. <laughs> I liked him so much because going in, I heard like, oh my God, they nailed Spider-Man. Spider-Man's so good. Spider-Man steals the show. Mm-hmm. So I was braced for that. Um, all of a sudden, it was like Black Panther was there and he was a freaking badass. Yeah. Everything from his movement to his suit. to He never made a sound when he touched the ground. That's badass. The other That's thing I think is so interesting about Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman's like 40. And he looks like he acts like he's like he acts, looks, and like moves like he's twenty five. Oh yeah, shit. yeah, dude, he's pretty spry. Yeah, yeah, dude. Every movie I've ever seen him in, he plays like some freak athlete. Like he's in, he did forty two, yeah, the Jack Robinson, Robinson. Movie. and he's in Draft Day. He's, he plays like this like ah, nice. super like absurdly talented linebacker, and he's like, and he's like forty. He's like he was like thirty eight in that movie, and he looks like he's like eighteen. It's crazy. <laughs> he nailed it, that dude. And also the character is just so well done. I remember mm-hmm. I. All the Black Panther scenes were my favorite ones of the whole movie. He was just, oh, well, that's actually not really the case. But like, like I think because we're talking about Black Panther, I'm like I'm like super giddy about Black Panther. <clears throat> like this whole movie was awesome, but like him and like two more characters we'll talk about when we get to them are like <laughs> the best parts. One of them's the title of the movie, you know, Captain America. He's my favorite MCU Marvel character, so you know. I might agree with you on that one. I definitely think the Captain America. Well, okay, we'll say that. We'll talk mm-hmm, about the Captain right. America trilogy as a whole right. later. But let's move on and talk about – let's talk about Captain America. It was his movie, and yeah. I didn't expect it to be a Captain America movie, and largely it wasn't. But he was mm-hmm. still the basis and the foundation for the film. We've, we've got two Captain America movies. We know the Steve Rogers character at this point. Right. You know I mean, so we can use his – I think he's the most solid MCU uh, Marvel character besides Tony Stark. So I think it's like really e- like not really easy, but I think you can use that strength that he's established. He's the foundation to build other characters. So we got Spider Man, mm-hmm. we got um, we got uh, Black Panther, we got Scarlet Witch, and the Vision. We got like a lot more character development. All these characters we wouldn't probably have gotten otherwise yeah. mm-hmm. because the, the 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 foundation of Steve Rogers and Captain America that duality is so already set up. So yeah, Cap, and Cap is great because the. And one of the antagonists in this film in a large way is Bucky, his best friend. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie is one that I didn't hear a lot of people talk about. But it's when he first finds Bucky at that apartment Bucky is living in. And the action scene's great, too. But just the interaction between him and Bucky are, are great. Chris Evans did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, can we talk about how Chris Evans stopped a helicopter with his bare hands? Because he's the fucking man. We were talking about me and Seraphine were talking about this, and he was like, "Oh, there's a lot of practical effects in the movie." And I was like, "Yeah, like Captain America stopping the helicopter." He's like, "Yeah, that was practical effects." Like, no, Chris Evans is actually that strong. He's huge. <laughs> that shot of his bicep, I oh was my like, "God!" I went they to did the that gym. on purpose. But I yeah. went to the gym the next day just to like make my biceps bigger because I want to be Chris Evans. I well, started. Did you watch t- that B-roll that I sent you? 
No. Oh, no. you should because what they they actually put the helicopter on a crane and he actually right. is like holding it. There. I saw him jump on the crane earlier. Too. I saw some B-roll earlier today on something. Mm-hmm. I remember it. The other the one that got me was that shot where Bucky like jumps out the window and like onto the building. And from it's from that same scene. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like when Black Panther first shows up. Right yeah. before Black Panther, yeah, yeah right okay. when he jumps out the window and it follows him down to the roof. That they actually jumped out a window, and, like the camera jumped behind him. No way. Yeah, it's awesome under a big like green screen thing, but it's like they like actually jumped that distance. That, that was pretty much why I sent the video because I'm like, because it's the last one, and it's like this is really that's pretty sweet. I know this is not related, but you guys see that? Uh, it's like a gift that went around. It's like a, a B roll from other Marvel movies. It's like all the bad jumps, like the, the oh, it's uh, amazing. The, my favorite is the Benedict Cumberbatch. He doesn't even yeah. like, fall to the ground. He kind of <laughs> just like hops to the side, and, like everybody else falls down. He's like the only thing though I was kind of mad about in that in that B roll is I saw the entire Doctor Strange costume for the first time. I was like, it's like in the uh, middle of the day in, in London, and I was yeah. like, ah, it'd be like cool to see the theater but like this is funny it was worth it <laughs> all right so let's talk about the other side of captain america in this movie and talk about iron man by the end of the film i genuinely felt really really bad for tony and that oh, yeah. says a lot because i am not a huge tony stark fan but i felt so bad for him in the end yeah, he lost his best his well, his best friend but he lost a good friend he lost a good friend i mean he was confronted by the men who killed his parents how do you yeah. How do you handle that? And Robert Downey Jr. absolutely nailed it. Yeah, I would argue that this is his best performance yet. And I would agree. Our our friend Will, the real critic, was um, trying to say, and, and I, I not that I disagree with him, but he was like, no, I think that his best performance was Iron Man, and that every other performance since then was like an imitation of that, but that this was back to that. And I was like, I still think this was better. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that scene where it's the two, Steve and and Tony just, I think it's uh, right after Steve got arrested and like Tony's just trying to get him to sign it and he's like, come on, if you just sign all this stuff will go away, but your friend Bucky will go to a mental ward, whatever. Um, That I thought was like their best scene because that's, I don't know, Tony like yells something at one point and it's like, it felt really genuine. It did. There was a lot of heartbreak in that performance. I remember when the movie was first starting, I was, like, not super crazy about, like, Tony Stark as, like, not as a character, but, like, Downey's performance. It just mm-hmm. seemed kind of, like, he was, the one scene that really was just, like, not, like, made me, like, angry, but I was just, like, like, this is going to sound, like, super pretentious, but, like, you know when you watch movies and you, like, tell actors are acting? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, not, like, in, like, a, I'm not trying to be, like, pejorative, but just, like, it's not as effective because you know they're like this. Like this just doesn't feel genuine. Is the scene when he's describing why he signs the Sokovia Accords? Whenever that kid, like after he finds out that kid died, he's like he tells the story about that kid, and it just felt like they were like, it felt like Downey didn't really like put his all into that performance. It felt very just like I gotta act like Tony Stark. I'm not. It's not what Tony Stark would say. It's like what like the writers think Tony Stark would say. And I remember just like kind of watching that scene, just kind of like, all right, okay, who's putting okay. coffee grounds in the. Right, Cr- that, that especially that line. He, just, like, does, this, he does that. He does this weird Jesse Eisenberg kind of like, da, like you know, like it's kind yeah. of like weird. It's like it's like overly. When I run a bed and breakfast for a bunch of biker gang. Right. Yeah. I actually, like, I don't, I don't know. I like that scene a lot though, because I actually will. Will said this, and I agree with him that that scene I thought was better than the one where he's actually talking to the woman. Like right, the, that scene with the scene with the woman felt like super scripted, it's, but that one felt like he was actually upset about it. In, in my mind, this the, the, 
uh, the the character Tony Stark and I think Downey's acting like really started like to like not I wouldn't say effect but like I started like being more into the performance when he put the Iron Man suit back on like when he puts it on again and like sure. when he's like becomes when he's Iron Man again I think that's like where I start buying like the character more mm-hmm. I don't know I just kind of felt like you know again it was like I was like kind of seeing these like, kind of formulaic things in the movie I was just like uh like you know like here it comes like this you know he's gonna act all like oh, like, man, like, this kid, like, this one kid died, so I feel like a sob story. I actually read a really great article. Um, it was called In Defense of Captain America. There's two articles, In Defense of Iron Man, In Defense of Captain America, like, why they, like why one writer was team Iron Man, why one was team Stark. And he was saying that, like, he can't really believe in Iron Man's, uh, like, side because he only starts agreeing with it when he hears, like, one sad story about, like, one American dying and not, like, actual Sokovians and stuff. And I was like, that's a pretty good point. Like, yeah. he kind of falls, like, prey to that, like, kind of fear and like after like traumatic uh world events and stuff but then again the movie also like and then i thought about it's like what else did you think about like after like also mm-hmm. it's like whatever like you guys are talking right now but it's that it really plays really well into like iron man 3 which a movie i didn't really care for but like mm-hmm. the whole the whole thing of iron man 3 is he has ptsd from yeah. new york and yeah. so like that starts like this movie i think does really way more effectively tells that story than iron man 3 did sure so that's i know i like kind of went on a tangent there i didn't really make my point but you know what i mean like i like was not crazy about tony stark until the movie progresses it's like it's like like as the movie progresses i become more into the tony stark character no i feel that for sure um because by the end man i cared about him more than i ever did one of my favorite moments in the film is in the very end when they see the tape and it's revealed that bucky killed his parents and then steve goes tony calm down blah 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 and tony just looks at him with this look in his eyes like dude what the fuck do you want me to do here my parents killer is right in front of me what do you expect from me Mm -hmm. it's like and he said so much without even saying anything yeah that looks in the trailer so you can actually mm -hmm. see it he's got a bruised face and stuff it's so good yeah that's he he like nailed the expression apparently robert downey jr has like a lot to do with the way the character like is actually like he like would meet with the Russos every Sunday and like talk about what what he would do how he would react to this like apparently it's like much he's not just playing himself like he's it's actually much more in depth than we would assume mad props Iron Man in the movie is also responsible for bringing in probably the next best Marvel character (laughs) no not the next the best Spider-Man's the best superhero of all time I don't care what anyone says he has the best Ooh. origin. He's got the best story. He's he's the best. I don't care. Well, if you're oh, not man. counting like any of the X Men, I agree with you. Oh man, <laughs> I'm thoroughly in the team. Superman is best superhero ever. Oh. Any, okay, let's not get into that. Right. <laughs> okay, let's just talk about Spider Man. Spider Man, awesome, awesome, he was so awesome. Good. He was so funny. When oh. when those awesome giant title cards popped up, I love those. And yeah, we saw Queen, oh, I was like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, yeah, exactly. He had everyone in the theater was like, yes, a great voice, <laughs> and he wasn't annoying. Like they, no, like, we can't express more the fact that they nailed him. Yeah, dude, when he's talking shit, like on like, <laughs> <laughs> on, like. Bucky and like uh, like uh, these uh, things like coming out of you. <laughs> <laughs> like God, that was so good. kid. I don't know if you have been in a fight before, but there's not usually this much talking. You're right. I'm sorry. Let's get back into it. <laughs> Boom! Oh man, Mr. Stark, what do I do now? Let's do what we <laughs> talked about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love Spider-Man. So that, that's the reason I saw the movie three times was to see the Spider-Man. And he's got again. great chemistry with Marissa Tomei, even in yes. the like the final credit sequence. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Oh, when they that showed up and it said Spider-Man will return at the end, I like giggled more happily than I ever have. Like, like damn, remember how I was during the Peanuts movie? Oh yeah, dude. Just that I, whatever, times like whatever, ten. Whatever it said, um, 
Spider-Man return. I turned to Abdallah on the couch. You go. I don't know what more there is to say. This like Spider-Man was so awesome. Yeah, there's uh, the, the eyes. The man. They they give a great throwaway explanation for why the eyes move, which is that mm-hmm. um, his senses are like dialed up to eleven, so that mm-hmm. helps him focus. I'm like, perfect, nice and simple. I don't give it. I don't. Cr- I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's great. And then uh, the suit looks great. Um, the only actually there is one qualm. I, I just thought of one too. I wonder if we're thinking of the same thing. The suit, and and I don't fault them for this because it just like makes sense. The suit was like CGI in most of that awesome fight scene, which we'll talk about. Um, but then after like Ant Man knocks him down, and then when Tony comes over, it's like, "Hey, kid, you're done. You're done." The suit looks incredibly real there, and it like almost looked like a different fabric than it did during the whole rest of the fight, and it kind of like took me out of it for a second. But I still don't care because. A, they have to animate the suit. Like, that you can't actually have a guy be Spider-Man. And B, Spider-Man was really awesome. My one qualm was like, God damn it, I wish they would just freaking say with great power. Oh, I know. They'll say that. I'm confident that we'll actually just get that line. Like, if he would have said that right there, I would have started clapping in the theater. I probably would have, too. Like, I understand. They had a good workaround, around. Inching their way around, like, tiptoeing around it. The workaround was good. I I thought it was was way better than... Amazing Spider-Man's. <laughs> Can we also talk about why, like his explanation? It's a very, it's it's not like that long, but like why he's Spider-Man and like why he doesn't, you know, just like become a star athlete and become a uh, yeah. Dude, I've like been you know, my like, whole life, yeah, uh, yeah. The whole like I we, I called you after the movie was over, Matt. And we were yeah. just talking about how like he's like you know my whole life been dorky Peter Parker. I can't just like you know suddenly become you know that's like awesome. awesome Peter Parker. I was just like. That's amazing. Like, this movie's two and a half hours long, and they somehow fit that in. Like, they, they do so much with so little time, and I just think it's it's so yeah. tightly crafted. The Russos get it. The Russos get comic book get movies. I wanna, I've, I've been told For a bunch to of listen. fucking TV directors. They know what they're doing. <laughs> but I think that's the greatest asset, is they can balance so many stories yeah. and so many characters. And it's, like, right. not overwhelming. Uh-uh. I like, I, I've I like... been told if you listen to the Captain America Winter Soldier commentary on the DVD or Blu-ray... That it like it shows like okay yeah these guys really know what they're doing that's awesome they like they get the characters and everything I I want to we gotta we gotta move on we could talk about <laughs> Spider Man all day and the Russos right. all day which we will get yeah, to yeah. them a little bit yeah, more yeah. but I have this is probably my favorite character in the, in the movie my two favorite actors working today are Michael Fassbender who sadly and criminally was not in this film and the other is Paul Rudd who was oh, amazing he there was yeah, no my favorite moment. <laughs> Was when he blew up to Giant Man. And oh he was my swinging God. around. And he was moving yeah, so dude. slow. Oh, I lo- I lost my shit in the theater when he became Giant. Uh-huh. Man. I was. Freaked. Did you not know that like, was coming? No, I don't I had it, that was coming. I had it spoiled by a Lego set and like. Oh, wow. that sucks. I didn't. I was like. I was like. He was like. All right, here you're gonna throw me. I've only done this once. I might like you know split in half. I might rip myself in half. I thought he was talking about like going so small, like in the movie, and, he, like, go, oh, and he becomes yeah. giant. And I was like, "Oh no, fucking way!" It like, was awesome. It was weird because <laughs> I didn't really Rudy. like it, man. The movie. I remember not being crazy about Paul Rudd. I thought he was just like I didn't believe him as a superhero. But then, like, he shows up in Captain America. They like get him perfectly. Like, it's just yeah. You know, he works really well as an assistant character. He's like, right. he's like "Whoa, I know that. I know you know a lot of super I'm people. So thank you for thanking me." <laughs> he's just like, I don't "Thank know you for you thanking of me." <laughs> I like. Uh, I also like uh, when he's inside the Iron Man suit, and he goes, "It's me, your oh, conscience." They haven't spoken oh, you're in a gonna while. have to take this into the shop. 
God. And I then love when Paul Rudd. When they're in prison, he's just like, yeah, he tries to talk shit on Tony Stark. Tony Stark's just like, ah, whatever. Like, he just like moves past yeah, him. Yeah, like, he's like, sorry, who are you? And he goes, yeah. And that's actually, it was kind of weird because I, I, seeing it three times, I noticed this is he clearly says, come on, man, I'm Ant Man. <laughs> but they cut off him saying, I'm Ant Man. I don't know <laughs> why. But his mouth clearly moves. <laughs> it was odd. It was. Yeah, I don't know why they did if that. If I could cuddle with any celebrity, to be Paul Rudd. <laughs> he hasn't aged ever. He doesn't need Dude, to. have you watched Romeo plus Juliet? When he's Paris, he looks the he's same. Paris yeah. Yeah, he's Paris in that? Yeah, he's Paris. I haven't seen that in like seven years. I need to rewatch right. that. Yeah. Our Idiot Brother. Criminally underrated film. <laughs> one of Paul Rudd's Dude. best. Step or role model, or wait, role models, right? Yeah, role models. Was, oh, I watched. I love that one. That don't so don't forget about I love you, man. Two oh, of my love favorite. Love you, man. Is great. Never, never Wet Hot American Summer. I haven't oh, seen right. that one, dude. Yeah. My brother idolizes Paul Rudd in that movie. He like, <laughs> kind of models a lot of his behavior on that dude. That movie. <sighs> yeah, right. Ant Man was great. That was All right. Well in done. an effort to move on, we're each going to go around and talk about one more character for ten seconds. I'll go first. I really liked Bucky. He was very intense. He knew what he was. It was a torture performance, and he kicks a lot of ass, and I want to be him. Dan, go. Baron Zemo is a super fascinating villain. I was oh, always shit. very curious. Talk about him. We'll I was always to, okay. very curious what he was going to do next. I really liked Daniel Brühl's performance, and I was finally you know, interested in a Marvel villain. And I also liked the way they subvert the end of the movie with like what they were going to do with Baron Zemo. And we can talk about that later, but me and Abdal talked about for like half an hour how awesome it was that they didn't have the big-ass fight scene where they like come together again to fight the super soldiers. Whenever mm-hmm. Zemo just like kills them, that was fucking awesome. Like his plan, like his plan. I, like, You're over get. ten seconds, Dan. Shut up! All right, <laughs> this plan. I was like his plan. I was like, I don't really get it. I don't get it when the movie ended. I was like, holy shit, that was brilliant. Yeah. Okay, Terrafini, you can have thirty seconds. I don't need thirty seconds. There's a new superhero in town, and its name is Vision Sweater. <laughs> um, nice. No, but Vision. I, I thought they did a really good job with him in this. Um, especially the. I, for some reason, this was such a silly thing, but I love the fact that he printed out a recipe, despite the fact that he's like a robot and <laughs> I know. probably have it in his head. But they that, they had to do it to convey, oh, he's cooking mm-hmm. for the first time. I don't actually eat. Oh, was, he was great. Vision was good too. Yeah, but okay, on that note, we have more things to talk about. I think I don't think they've quite nailed Scarlet Witch yet. They're getting there. And I also think Black Widow was a little underused in this movie. She's one of the best, in my opinion. Especially where the in fuck's Soldier. my Black Widow movie? I want a Black Widow. Like, the yeah, first dude. scene, I was watching her just beat ass. I was like, where the fuck's my Black Widow movie? It's it would cost $50 million. It's happening. It would cost $50 million to make. It's yeah. a cheap movie. It's a fucking mixed martial arts, like, fight oh movie. God, it's not I that hard. That. She kicks so much ass. She's so awesome. Um, okay, I have a question. Who was right? Was it Captain America or was it Iron Man? So are you asking what team we're on? Yes. Well, Team Cap. I was I was Team Cap going in because I love Captain America, but like, not to get like super duper political, but like, I feel like the whole Team Iron Man side is like you're giving too much power. Like, obviously, to think of it as like superheroes don't exist, obviously. So like, keep that. I, I keep that in mind. It was just more like you're giving a lot of like unilateral power to governments to over people, and it's just like. Like, they're kind of, like, it's more reactionary than it is, like, preventative. Like, they're just reacting to a thing rather than, like, in the future, like, understanding, like, what's happening in the world and, like, why these sort of things are happening. It's just, like, a way it, – it's, like, I think it's, like, a parallel, like, like 9-11, War on Terror, obviously. So, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, a Patriot Act sort of thing. So, like, I was yeah. Team Cap. I, I, I got to agree with that. Captain America's right. It's the justice hands are... What does Captain America say? Like, he's like, the safest hands are still our own. 
Right. He was because um, he, he was talking about how like he is he's like his whole life he's seen like government like he's talking about yeah. internment camps. He's talking about like you know Nazis and shit that had like he's seen the like if you give all his power to like like single entities and groups that you risk like more people being harmed than they're trying to protect. So yeah, exactly. And he and the thing that the only reason I would go to Team Iron Man is because of Spider Man. But right. they actually in with the whole with great power comes great responsibility thing. That's Team Cap. That's Team Cap's thing. Yeah. And 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 actually, if you rewatch that scene where Tony first meets Peter Parker, you can see he realizes that, and that's why he doesn't tell Peter everything. Interesting. He he's also fifteen, him. and like Tony yeah. starts giving him everything. So it's obviously yeah. a fifteen-year-old or sixteen-year-old mm-hmm. is going to be like, "Holy shit! This billionaire is giving me like a new suit and everything." Like just. Go with him for now. He's like, I'll be, he's, like he does everything with Stark says yeah. he's because he's fifteen. Like it's yeah, not I, like I believe that if he knew yeah. the whole story, though, he'd probably side yeah. with Team Cap. Right. I I, uh, I will say that when I went into this movie, I was a hundred percent Team Cap. I mean, Cap's always been my hero and stuff like that, and I still really agree with him. But after the movie, I was probably eighty percent Cap, twenty percent Iron Man. Black Panther really uh, changed my that. views a little bit. Right. Yeah, I can okay. See that. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I totally forgot about that part. And like honestly. Like, and it makes me feel better saying this, that Bucky knew it too. Bucky shouldn't get off safe. Like, I know it wasn't him and stuff, but man, mm-hmm. he killed a lot of people. And it was yeah. still his hands. Yeah. A lot of people die in this movie, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like, you know, these movies, like, these movies are almost, like, uncomfortably violent. At times. I don't know. I'm just, like, one of those people who, like, I get, like, very, like, weird. Not weird out, but, like, when I watch movies that have, like, a lot of violence, I'm just, like, mm. you know, like, it gives yeah. me a little bit, like, it makes me think of the characters differently. That's how I kind of feel about, like, a lot of these characters. They, like kick the shit out of people and they're like oh we don't kill people but like Captain America like throws dudes in the walls and, like kicks them in the head I'm like yeah you're not like yeah you might like not kill them you're gonna give them CTE and like you know like you know like massive brain trauma but like hey they're not dead so that's all that matters oh, you know I also want to mention before we get completely off of characters Falcon was really good on this oh he like, was his bromance yeah. was really supporting character yeah I liked really all good. the characters Hawkeye was great too I feel like oh, yeah. War Machine was good Stan Lee was good Tony Stank. I don't know. I, everyone's obsessed with that Tony Stank thing. I thought it was kind of funny. I thought I thought it was like a. I thought it was cute, but like I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna refer to Tony Stark as Tony Stank ever. Yeah, it it, it looked to me like they forgot to put the Stan Lee cameo in. Yeah. So they put in like yeah, the last two minutes. All right, I got another question. Did Zemo win in the end? I mean, yeah, the Avengers are fractured now. Yeah, and he like that's the first time we've or seen a, a disassembled. Nice. But yeah, dude, Zemo won. It's, and I loved that final moment with him sitting outside when he tries to kill himself. And Panther's He deleted awesome. the message. He deleted the voicemail from that his was aw- That phone thing was awesome, too. The messages. Right. Yeah. Also, did you guys know the dead body he left in the hotel was one of the Russos? Yeah, I did. That kind of made Will me laugh. actually pointed that like, out Knowing that, I was like, right, it's kind of funny. Wait. Yeah. Wait, like the the psychiatrist doctor that he like yeah, kills? with the big furry yeah. mustache. It was one. Yeah. It was the one of the Russos with the big mustache. It was. I'm pretty sure uh, that, was, that was Joe. Yeah, it's the one who used to act. He uh, was also in Winter Soldier as the doctor. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Joe Russo, let's talk about the Russo Bros and how they know what the fuck they're doing. And I think this movie and the Russo Bros shine even brighter after Zack Snyder failed. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I also think this definitively proves they'll be able to handle Infinity War or whatever it's going to end up being called. I love how they're renaming it. That oh, I'm glad. Big time. The only Marvel movies with titles are the Iron Man movies, or with numbers are the Iron Man movies. Right. Yeah, the Russos nail it, and we can kind of combine these two points here. The only complaint that I saw about the movie was that its cinematography was dull and looked like a TV show. I didn't yeah. really notice it. 
I didn't. Yeah, I didn't catch that either. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do come from a background in TV, and I think, like I said earlier, I think that's a great asset. They can juggle mm-hmm. all these. Characters. Oh, actually, there is one thing. The what? whole movie took place during the day. There's not like one night scene in this whole movie. It's kind of weird if you think about it. That's interesting. It start. The sun starts to set towards the end whenever Tony and Steve are fighting, but like that's the only time we like get any. That and then the scene where Bucky kills Iron Man's parents. It's all during is that the day. necessarily a bad thing though? I mean, it kind of is weird. It's like just it's, strange because there's. I probably, didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't notice either. But there's. Probably I didn't. No I didn't either movie. until someone pointed it out to me. Mm-hmm. And then, do you guys think the airport fight scene is the best fight scene in the MCU? Absolutely, I think it's one of the best scenes. Period of like the past twenty years. It hit all the right beats, especially. It was I feel fun like the to watch. Dan, do you have anything to say about it? Uh, the fight scene. I thought. Are you saying like the best scene like in all of cinema in the last? No, no, not the best scene. It's it's one of the like it's a very good scene. Period. Like uh, okay. it's sequence action yeah. set piece. Um, no, it was fucking fun. <laughs> like I don't yeah, know, like, I was watching uh, it like have a good time. The, I didn't really like. Pay. The one thing I did notice is there's like a really bad green screen in a couple points. It's like whatever like the fighting is kind of slowing down and like you see these like shots of like an Avenger like in the in like the foreground and like in the background it's really bad green screen of a fake airport. <laughs> I don't um, know. That's the one thing I remember. That's like the only thing I remember like from that scene where I was like, that's weird. Well, you guys I watched just, Arrested Development. Yeah, the, the yeah the stairway car. I the stairway car in the background. That's pretty neat. Um, they did the only the biggest weakness of the airport fight scene I think is the twenty minutes of the movie that follows because it's such a high point and then it's like oh wow we still have so much to go. Can we talk about how there's a fucking secret prison underwater that is a submarine and comes up and you can fly like to it in the middle of the ocean? That was awesome. I was yeah, like, I remember like I was thinking about this movie, like blah blah blah. blah. Like I remember there's like something like that wouldn't make sense. Blah, blah. And I'm like, then the fucking secret prison comes out of the ocean. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck anymore. This is awesome. <laughs> like, Spend your disbelief, baby. Right. Um. Uh. Although I do have one more CGI nitpick. And I actually – I was talking to my, our friend Ashley. I, uh, I, was in, that, I was in that group chat. I remember Oh, this. yeah. We, we hope that they fix this for the DVD. But, like, Iron Man's head doesn't always reflect onto his suit. Like, I thought it was really cool how they did the whole thing where his helmet comes all the way off now. Um, but, like, whenever it's like that, it, like, the suit looks incredibly fake because his head's real and the suit's not. And it, like, shows. It's, like, glaringly obvious. I didn't notice that. Unfinished. That is, like, the nittiest of nitpicks. Yeah, if you watch it again, you'll probably notice it. Yeah, I mean, I do plan on watching it, and don't get me wrong. That's oh, yeah, equal parts me being cheap and me being – or not wanting to dedicate another three hours to sitting in the movie theater. Because I have to walk to the movie theater to go see it. It's like a 45-minute walk. Let's talk about the impact. I mean, of all the Marvel films, this might have had the greatest impact. Where do we go from here? Yeah, exactly. There's Where two teams we? of Avengers now, basically. It's like, the, it's like the Marvel Comics universe was after Civil War. Yeah, there's there's the secret. We're gonna have the secret Avengers again. Mm-hmm. That base themselves um, out of Wakanda, Wakanada. Is that where they'll probably be? Is that like a that's given? what I'm assuming? That's what I felt right. like at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. You think Hawkeye got to go home to his family? Fuck, that's I what I'm so, worried man. about. I thought about that. You know, they should do. They should uh, um, bring that kid from Freaks and Geeks as his brother-in-law, so it could, <laughs> so Freaks and Geeks and the, the MCU can be one universe. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, far off prediction: Thanos comes, they team up, everything's oh, yeah. hunky dory in the end. Yeah, right. But do you think? 
I was, my little sister was asking me today during dinner. She's like, when do we get to see Chris Pratt and those people again? Next summer. And I was right? like, you mean the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. And yeah, next summer we see that movie. But do you think maybe at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or in the credits, we could see them be like, fuck, we got to go warn Earth of what's coming? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that what's between that and Infinity War? I mean, Spider-Man and Ragnarok? Then yeah, Black definitely. Panther. And Black Panther. And when is Captain Marvel? I'm so excited for Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel's the summer between those two. Or the I'm, November between I'm those so the two Avengers. I'm so excited for that movie. I love Captain Marvel. Did they cast Captain Marvel yet? Not yet? No, it should be Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica. She kicks a lot of ass. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. But um, I've never watched Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that's the thing. is, I think the problem with Phase 2, Phase 2 overwhelmingly, I think, besides a couple high points like Guardians, Winter Soldier, was overall kind of dull. And I think the reason for that is because it was all sequels. Yeah. Except for Ant-Man and except for Guardians. that was Everything was a sequel, and it was nothing new. This managed to be a sequel that was really fresh and new. Um, and actually, what else? I mean, we have Thor 3, which originally I didn't care for, but now I'm like, with, after they announced that cast, yeah. I am thrilled. Yeah, about. and the director is really good, and it's interesting that he, of all people, was making this big-budget CGI film. Oh yeah. my god! You just thought of I. You, I don't know why I thought it was just now because I, I don't know how to say his name. Talia Wakalili. It's the, I thought, the I thought it was Taika. Taika Waititi. I don't know. I don't he, know. He, he's 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 from New Zealand and uh, he's really good friends with Jermaine Clement and Brett McKenzie from Flight of Conquerors. Do that if if Flight of Conquerors make an appearance in the MCU, I will be so happy. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, I I might be seeing them in uh, Columbus next month. My brother nice. said he bought tickets, but I don't think he actually did. I hope he did. <laughs> I really want to see because Eugene Merman's opening for them, and that's going to be so sick. All right, uh, not fly the concourse. Back, back to you know. I want to say you talk about the phase two. Iron Man three is my favorite Iron Man movie. I but, need to rewatch it. But that being said, is Captain America the best trilogy, and is yeah. it better than the Dark Knight trilogy? Um, no, I'll go that far. Well, here's the weird thing. I don't think the Captain America trilogy is Captain America, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and then this. I think the Captain America trilogy is Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, this. That's really interesting because I fucking love Captain America 1. I do too, oh, but dude, I don't think it fits favorite, with this trilogy. It's my favorite phase one movie. Oh, easily, yeah. That's like yeah, my dad's favorite movie of all time. That's a It's great. Movie. It's a very good movie, but I don't think it fits with this trilogy. I think I think like that. this story is those three movies that I said. I, I would disagree. I, di- okay. I genuinely dislike everything associated with Age of Ultron. No, that's fair enough. Yeah, Corey but, hates Age of Ultron. I'm pretty so mad. Boring. I'm, I'm so pretty boring. mad about it. I remember after we saw it, I was like, that was, fi- that was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's like definition of fine. Like, it was just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, like, this was like Civil War was a way better sequel. Than I, I did, take so. it back. I'm back on the Captain America <laughs> 1, 2, and 3 train. Yeah, all right. Okay. But I saw a new article like, on Collider. Like they still, they still reference Captain America one. Yeah, they do with whole, his character. Yeah, got, like I could do this all day. Well, yeah. especially the uh, there's that montage in Cap one where him and the Howling Commanders are all doing their thing, and that was filled in in Cap two, and obviously the Bucky because it's really a story of Steve and Bucky throughout these mm-hmm. three movies. Yeah. Um, but uh, Collider did an interesting piece that got me thinking, and it was an argument as to why uh, the Captain America series trilogy is a better trilogy than the Dark Knight Rises. I'll send that to you guys if I. I remember, and I can't remember for the life of me what their biggest arguments were, but it really got me thinking. And then again, a lot of people were disappointed, myself included, in Dark Knight Rises, and Captain America ends with a pretty awesome movie. Yeah. It's a, this is like the non-definition of the third movie in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but the only thing I would argue with, though, is that, like, Captain America 3 has the benefit of being set up by, like, 11 other movies. That's That's true. true. So, like, you know, like, Dark Knight Rises, I would argue, is, like, it's, like, I think it's still, like, a really good movie. It's just, like, not as good as The Dark Knight. Like, I I think, like, The Dark Knight Rises is, like, way better than, like, a bunch of other superhero movies. It's just that, like it falls prey to being a third movie in a trilogy and like they have to like you know they couldn't like they could, there was no other way they're gonna top Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight yeah. they had to just be like fuck it $250 million let's just blow shit up and like you know I do think that this movie has made the best use of the of playing with all of the toys of the MCU thus far I mean I think that's kind of a given but like mm-hmm. they're like we have this established universe let's use the characters like, remember in Ant-Man, whenever he's like, first things first, let's call the Avengers. And they're like, no, yeah. that's stupid. Like, this, like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. They all live in this world. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. they all show up? Mm-hmm. Right. I think... That was always, like, the issue I remember when people will say, like, about, uh, like, the, like, the, like, before we had these expanding universes in movies, like, you'd watch, like, you know, Spider-Man 2. It's like, why the fuck do you just call it Fantastic Four? They're probably, like, yeah. down the block, right. you know? Yeah. That was a big complaint in Thor 2, is, like, like, there was all this destruction and stuff. In London. Mm-hmm. In London, yeah, they, and nobody was there to help. Yeah. Uh, well, considering I forget what I was going to say, we can start to wrap things up. Sorry, Civil War, bro. brilliant movie, heartbreaking movie, and the culmination and a, a great next step. And Marvel is continuing to set the standards for how you make comic book movies. Absolutely. Gentlemen, I think final statements are incoming. I will just say I love Civil War. Can't wait for Infinity War. The Russo Bros rock. Damn. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I liked it. I, I think, like, also, Abdallah made me like it even more because he's, like, super enthusiastic about That's it. Good. So I remember I was leaving. I was just, like, I was watching it. I was just, like, yeah, this is good. Like, it was, like, it never registered how good it was, like, after it was over. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I'll echo those statements and say it's a great movie. I'm really excited for Infinity War. I also want to stress that a big thing I find with superhero movies is that they're not always as rewatchable however having seen this three times it is rewatchable and also just gonna plug I'm incredibly excited for Spider-Man Homecoming what movie? Spider-Man Homecoming I haven't heard of it oh okay well it's cool cause Robert Downey Jr. is gonna be in it they uh what they should do is like cause it's called Spider-Man Homecoming he should like go to Homecoming I think that's the plot. Apparently, it's going to take place like entirely on Homecoming weekend. That's awesome. And it's just going to be about Peter Parker balancing being Spider Man and Peter Parker. I'm Michael like, Keaton's what more could you dance. ask for? I I still think he's going to be Norman Osborn because they haven't officially said who he's playing yet. It's got to be Osborn. Bring it, baby. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thanks for coming back. I love you all. Thanks for the good news. Spider crimes, spider crimes, reading comic books all the time. Are they good? You decide when you listen to spider crimes. Hey there, where? These are the spider crimes.